I'm Lights Camera Jackson. This is the LCJ Q&A Podcast, and guess what? The Rugrats are back. This Thursday, May 27th, on Paramount Plus, it's the brand new CG Rugrats reboot. And joining me right now are executive producers Eric Casimiro and Kate Boudelier. Eric, let me start with you. When did you know that this was the right time to bring back the iconic Rugrats brand and characters? I received a call from um, Ramsey Nido, and she said, it's time. So I, to be honest, Jackson, when Ramsey says, we jump. Um, and it was really fun because it had been a long time since Kate and I were working on this show, and it was, it was a, a great return. Yeah, it it had been a little bit, and I grew up with Rugrats being on and all grown up, and the movies were coming out in theaters, and you guys were a major part of of all of that. Um, Kate, in doing the preparation to bring back these characters, did you dive back into all the episodes? What kind of prep did you do? You know, I I did a little dive. I think I watched a couple of the movies to remind myself. But it really was starting with just almost doing a graph of who's who, who needs to be maybe updated, changed a little, all the families, how they can connect in a family, in a friend's family tree, and sort of doing the math of what age would our characters be as parents, as grandparents, and then just putting all those characters on the board that we wanted to start with. About an hour before we're doing this interview, about an hour ago, the trailer just launched, and I think people on social media are already so excited to see all of these characters again and all the wild antics that everybody gets involved with. Now, Eric, did Ramsey say to you right away, hey, you know what, it's time and this needs to be CG? No. In fact, we were just talking about that earlier. It was really just it's time and... um and as Kate said, we started to think about, like, well, what would we do in this iteration that we may change slightly from uh, what we learned doing it the first time around? And it was a bit into it. We were we were writing for a long while before we even had a meeting with artists, and that's when the CG idea came up. And, you know, at first we're like, wow, that's that's going to be a big change. And, and, and I, to be honest, I wasn't so sold on the idea at first. And then once we started to see designs, we're like, wait a minute, this is going to really be a game changer and really be what makes it feel of today. Wow, that's really interesting that you were writing, thinking it might be hand-drawn again, and then it, it being CG. That is definitely unique in the animation world, and I love the look of the characters, and I think everybody will. Kate, what were some of the challenges you discovered once you were working with the CG? Any real difficulties there? You know, actually, if anything, I think it opened up the world. It definitely changed for me thinking about the kind of especially fantasy episodes we can do because that was always a hallmark of the original show and the movies, as you recall. They'd open with these big, fun fantasies. But to know that we could do an episode that would be as rich and lush in a world of a genie's cave or space or prehistoric or inside someone's brain even, that would look so tactile, uh, feel so it would look, you could touch it, you could 
the colors, the glow, the lighting, the angles, everything about it that I've learned, it actually has opened up story ideas. Um, so it, I didn't look at it as a challenge, actually, at all. I'm just in awe of the look they can create for this show that, because we're, you know, we've got lumpy little babies that hand-drawn, and now they have to be 3D babies. And as you saw, Jackson, in the trailer, they translate pretty well. They do. They do, yes. And, and I also had the chance to screen the episode One Big Happy Family, which was part of the uh, Nickelodeon Virtual Upfront presentation in March, which was such a cool presentation and glad I was able to see that episode. Eric, how was it uh, having this Rugrats episode be a part of that? And, and you're really uh, helping boost Paramount Plus with this, too. Well, your mouth to the ears of the gods and goddesses. Um, yeah, I know it was... It was, listen, that was a really fun episode because, um, you know, it's a, it's almost a classic sitcom, you know, convention that you've got everyone in a house, right? Mm -hmm. And we got to see the pristine nature of the Pickles home. And, um, and we, we also love Charlotte and putting her through her paces. So that it just, it, it ticked off a lot of boxes that, that particular episode, um, for sure. It was definitely a joy. And I noticed in watching the episode that there's not only humor for this generation of kids, there's also humor for this generation of parents who may have grown up with the original Rugrats series. Kate, how important was it for you to have humor for both kids and adults in this? Super important. It, was, it always was with the series because there was always a sense of social satire with the original Rugrats with the parents involved in the conventions of the day. I think we wanted to do that even more because we, we know we have original fans, we have young parents who might have grown up with the show who are going through exactly what Dee Dee and Stu and Chaz and Betty are going through raising children. So we wanted to hit all of that. We wanted to have the friends, the adult friend group resonating with, with parents and original fans and millennials who might be on their way to becoming parents. Mm. And, of course, we want to resonate with, with kids who never even saw Rugrats but would still say, oh, wow, this is uh, talking babies with secret adventures. Yeah. But, yeah, we put a lot of thought into parents and what kind of humor we could update, perhaps, in all of their characters. Yeah, good. It it definitely shows and I think yes, you're going to you're going to hit the target of the new generation kids and also the parents and millennials who may be like I will take out uh the old toys from the bins, the old Burger King uh, toys and, and take them out and, and show them to family members and friends while this show's going on. The new Rugrats is this Thursday on Paramount Plus. EP's Eric and Kate are with me right now on the LCJ Q&A. Eric, you talked about the CG being a surprise in the middle of this. When did Paramount Plus, this being the home of the show, enter the picture and be a surprise for all of you? It wasn't that long ago. I want to say in just um, the past couple of months as, you know, Paramount Plus was launched. It had already been launched, so it's since March. Um, and we, we were delighted because, you know, we know there will be a lot of fans from the original series who will be very curious to check it out. And as we know, some of those those fans may not have cable. And uh, so we're, we're delighted that a streamer is going to offer it up. 
I think it'll be a big hit for sure. And one of the other cool things about this Rugrats reboot is the fact that you're not only bringing back many of the original voice actors, but adding in some talented new ones. Kate, can you talk a little bit about the cast that you have assembled and working with them and, and how it was for some of the actors who kicked off this franchise to come back into their roles? For Eric and myself to, to bring back the original cast to play the babies was so important and so key, and we were thrilled they could all come back and that they have stepped into their roles with such heart and love and affection and and hearing them again it just it's so inspiring so that was the first thing to hear the babies you we just get goosebumps <laughs> and then and our new adults um, were primarily because we have you know new as I said they're we want to be age appropriate and we want to bring in people that would fit the, the characters that we might have changed a little and our adult cast is fantastic. I mean, we have a, a new Grandpa Lou that is, Eric likes to say he's not a veteran of World War II, he's a veteran of Woodstock because he's, you know, <laughs> he's not Grandpa Lou from the old days. He's, he's 69, 70 maybe and he has a long Louis Nelson braid um, and he's played by Michael McKeon and he's Awesome, and um, our other adults are all just the perfect tone for what we hope captures this feel of the millennials today. Yeah, Michael McKean is, is one of our great ta uh, talented actors and performers of today. Tony Hale, you, you got an incredible cast with this show. And uh, yeah, you're going to attract the, the people who grew up with this and the new generation and recognizing everybody. And, and Eric, I want to go back in time just a little bit because, again, as I was growing up and, and the movies were coming out and it was it was a big deal for an animated series to go from the small screen to the big screen. And I think we see it more as, as commonplace today. It happens a lot, but back then maybe not as much. What was it like when those Rugrats characters uh, were going to the big screen? It, it felt like a big deal. Was it as big of a deal as it seemed? Oh, for sure, Jackson, for sure. I mean, first it was a time when um, it was just about two-thirds of the country had cable. So you had a third of the country that didn't know who these babies were. And so there was a ch challenge of sorts to make this movie for everyone. You didn't, if you, whether you had the indoctrina indoctrination of watching the episodes or you were fr a fresh audience member. And then it was also introducing a new Rugrat. So for those fans, it was a big deal because this was a new, there's a new Rugrat in it. At the time, it, and it was also a, an uptick in the kind the level of animation but the movie mm. animation was much more detailed than the television animation so that too was a big step forward and it was at a time when no one really knew would it work would it not and it was the little it was the little engine that could i mean it you know we forget it was the first animated movie that was not a disney release to break a hundred million dollars at the box office. That wow. Was, that was astounding at the time. And from a little studio in Hollywood, which was really exciting. I was uh, on the series at the time when Eric was producing the movie and there was such an emotional story with Tommy getting a new brother and also Eric brought in so much cool, you know, music talent to, to pepper the film that might not have been in other animated films and the opening sequence was so unusual to do that spoof um, that looked so much bigger than the series looked. I think it just went to places that the series hadn't 
gone, and we sort of forget what a kind of big production that was for just a, for a 2D movie. Mm, a, a major accomplishment for sure. And before I let you go here, Kate, you know, the original Rugrats series ran for 13 years and 172 episodes, which is pretty amazing. Are you prepared to go that distance again with this new CG Rugrats series? Well, I don't know if I'm prepared, but someone, <laughs> I think um, someone should be prepared. Um, no, I think this is a timeless. You know, we've got kids who are best friends, parents who are best friends. They all look out for each other. The babies have a secret world, a secret language, and yet it's so relatable to so many ages that, yeah, sure, I think it could. Let's let's see what happens. Fingers are crossed. I think out of the gate, this is going to be huge. No question about that. Rugrats is back this Thursday, May 27th, Paramount Plus with the brand new CG reboot series, which is a lot of fun. Eric Casimiro, Kate Boudelier, thank you for your time today. Thanks for being on the LCJ Q&A. Uh, my pleasure. Thanks. Thank you so much, Jackson. You're welcome. I'm Lates Camera Jackson. Thanks for listening to this episode of the LCJ Q&A Podcast. For more, go to lates-camera-jackson.com.